Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we're coming to you live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones. Geo and Jones across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Still a ton of reaction from the big NBA trade. Happened a couple days ago with the Cavs and the Celtics. And to get that Boston feel right now, we welcome in Sean Grandy, play-by-play voice of the Boston Celtics. Sean, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Still amazed we're talking NBA on the 24th of August. <laughs> I know. I'm with you. Know, you. Joe, we should be listening to Rick Neuheisel play the guitar and getting ready for college football. And- oh, you did not <laughs> say that, did you? Instead, here we are. <laughs> you did not I'm say staring, that. I'm staring at all my charts for my game next week, whatever, and here I am doing talking about Kyrie and Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> he did not say that, did yeah, you? Yeah, know? soon enough, man. Should we hang up on him? No, no. <laughs> I, I want to talk to him. You, 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 you want to hear the guitar, too, huh? No, I, no that I don't want to hear. I want to hear Sean's take on the trade. Uh, so... This was something that no one saw coming. Danny Ainge had been sitting on those assets for so long. Jimmy Butler goes by. Paul George goes by. Nothing. Why do you think he decided to pull the trigger when it came to Kyrie Irving? I think it was a little bit easier. And it's funny. No one's really phrased it that way. It's a great question because in-season trades are a little more complicated. There's a lot going on and you're trying to you know gauge all these metrics on the fly i think this was a scenario where danny has wanted to add a, you know he knows this is how you win in the nba you acquire top level talent and you you try to put players around it that are going to help you win a championship and these players don't come up that often and you watch a paul george go by the boards and you watch a jimmy butler go by the boards and all of a sudden you're thinking you know is that the perfect guy is that the perfect guy and all of a sudden, you know, you realize how many opportunities you're going to get to acquire elite level talent. And when you find a guy that's won a championship, who was the number one pick in the draft, he's 25 years old. You have a chance to do what 10 years ago, Danny brought Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen here, and you had an extraordinary era for the Celtics. But the only, you know, wistful thing about that was that those guys were in the second half of their career. Now. You're talking about Gordon Hayward at 26, Kyrie Irving at 25. You're putting Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in their early 20s around them, and you have a chance to do something that is going to be together for you know a lot of years with these guys in their prime. So how does this change the identity of the Boston Celtics? And can you put your finger on what their identity was previously and, and, and now transitioning to Kyrie Irving? You know, here it, I'll tell you why that's a good question, because I've been asked a lot about, well, Kyrie Irving now has to – adopt this Celtics culture, I think he and Gordon Hayward and, you know, Al Horford and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they have to create a Celtics culture. This is a team, yeah, they were the number one team in the regular season in the East, and yes, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. 11 of the 15 players have been replaced on this roster. Marcus Smart is now the senior member 
of this team. And Jalen Brown, who's 21 years old, I'm talking about, he's the third senior member on this team. So this is a brand-new team. So the culture, it's not about Kyrie Irving adopting the culture of the Celtics. It's about him creating it because he is now what he wanted to be, which is the centerpiece of a franchise. G. Owen Jones and Sean Grandy, voice of the Boston Celtics, as we talk this Kyrie-Isaiah Thomas trade. Uh, how much do you think this had to do with not wanting to give Isaiah Thomas that max deal and not looking at him you know, as that centerpiece as opposed to, to Kyrie Irving? Was that, I mean, was that a driving force to, to move Isaiah Thomas? I, I think it was. I don't think it was a driving force to move Isaiah Thomas. He has not only... You know, become one of the best players in the NBA. But the what made this one so difficult and still has Celtic fans split right down the middle, even a couple of days later, this is about as 50-50 reaction-wise as you can imagine, is how much a part of the fabric Isaiah Thomas in just two and a half years in Boston had become, not just in Boston, but in all of New England. And that's why this one's hurt you know, so many people. But Danny's job, the job of the general manager, is and the, the the ones that win trades are the ones who see not what was but what is next. And if listen, if Isaiah Thomas has another three or four years like he just had, and Kyrie Irving doesn't get better and is the same player he was the last three or four years, you, you're not going to look at this as a great deal for the Celtics. But the contract issue, it, not only are you not have to deal with what well, is Isaiah Thomas a max player? Is he a franchise player? Think about the conversation that would have happened every day in Boston. Isaiah had a great game. Oh, my goodness, you're going to have to give him a max contract. Can you build a team that way? Isaiah has a bad game. Boy, he's not the same player after that injury. It would have carried on all year long. Not to mention the you know the, you eliminate the Jay Crowder, Gordon Hayward issue, which was you know would have been a thing throughout the course of the year. And one of the great subplots now is Jay Crowder guarding Gordon Hayward when the Cavs and the Celtics play. The same way the Cavs don't have to be with the Kyrie. You know, they've got their own issues with LeBron, but they're not going to have that Kyrie thing hanging over them as well. So eliminating all that helps too. So does this put Boston, are they now still the, are the favorites along with Cleveland to win the East again? And, it's, and more so, does this get them closer to possibly getting to a championship opportunity to take on Golden State? Well, how's this for a crazy answer? I would say the Celtics are maybe not. I don't think the Celtics improve themselves for this coming year against the Cavs because I think this is a great. Assuming Isaiah is healthy, and I assume that he is, I think this is a great deal for 2017-18 for the Cavs. Who on earth knows what's going to happen with LeBron when this year is over? But I think the Celtics, as constituted, were not going to beat Cleveland. And while I don't know if they can beat them now with this team, I think the Higher end for the Celtics now is a lot more possible with because you know Kyrie is still on that upswing at 25 years old, and I think the Celtics have a greater upside than they did two days ago by changing over the team. But I really think this is about if it's not about 2017-18, you got to look at the Celtics now for the next four, five, six years in the Eastern Conference. That in what could be a post-LeBron situation in Cleveland. The Celtics are positioned very, very well. Does a guy who goes to three NBA finals, plays with LeBron James like many players would want to do, and then after he finishes his third year in that situation, forces himself out, doesn't want to be there, does that concern you at all about the makeup of Kyrie Irving? 
I think absolutely it does. I think it's a question that, you know, in all these, you know, before he was a Celtic two days ago and every interview I did and every conversation I had with people, I think it's one of those things that you're going to tell you, you know, you're going to have to explain to your grandkids one day, why didn't you want to play with LeBron? But again, hey, LeBron wanted to leave Cleveland in 2010. He wanted to do his own thing in a different place. And I think it's one of those things that at 25, we all have a different perspective on Kyrie and where he is in his career, his life, and he does. And it's his life and his career, and he wants to have his own individual stamp on it. And you got to respect a guy who wants to put that pressure on himself. And now, on the one hand, it's be careful what you wish for. On the other hand, it's, hey, you know, you got it. And are there concerns about Kyrie? Of course there are. But you know what? I keep saying 25 years old over and over again. If you're a Celtics fan and a longtime Celtics fan, hey, there were a lot of concerns. There were concerns about Isaiah two and a half years ago. You didn't, you know, you heard stories about him. Dennis Johnson is a famous story of a guy that was sort of cast off and considered to be a malcontent. Paul Pierce at 25 years old, now one of the most respected players, not only talent-wise, but, you know, as a human being of the era. Paul Pierce at 25 did not have a great reputation around the league as a guy in a locker room. So I, I just think there's so much of Kyrie Irving's career and his story in the NBA in front of him that, you know, it's this is what he wanted, and he got it. It's going to be fascinating to watch. Now, there's always a sight, uh, excitement excuse me, around the uh, Boston Celtics, but as you mentioned, you're getting ready for football season. Uh, unfortunately for me as a Yankees fan, the Red Sox are playing some damn good baseball. But yet, how much more does this add to the excitement uh, with this move, Kyrie coming over for Boston Celtics fans? I think we're in a, a time of potentially seismic change, and Boston may be the best indication of it. And here I've been saying this all summer. In Boston right now, the Red Sox have a lead they're not going to lose, as you said, in the ALAs. Chris mm-hmm. Sale is having a Pedro Martinez year. Craig Kimbrell's having probably the best year a Red Sox closer has ever had or maybe ever will have. And yet... Forget the Patriots starting training camp, but everyone just, you know, New England drives people crazy because all you're hearing is 16-0, and 16-0. The Celtics just kept taking the news cycle between the draft and the summer league games going on and tra- trading Avery Bradley and making this Kyrie trade. And this would not have happened in this town five years ago, let alone ten years ago, where, uh, you know, the NBA and the Celtics could take so much of the attention away from a Red Sox team that's so good, so... It's it's really it's been kind of a fascinating time that way, and I think maybe less of an indication of Boston specifically, as it is about the NBA, you know, continuing to be on the rise. Yeah, I think that there's some recency bias for me because it's all this is happening this year. But I mean, I can't remember an NBA offseason being this exciting. Yeah. I know 2010 we were into the LeBron decision. That was a big deal, and there were pieces that fell out from there. But uh, would you agree that this is the most exciting NBA offseason we've seen in a really long time? Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any question. I think there's so many, you know, you, when you market the individual players, and there's so many of them, and there is free agency to talk about. And listen, some of this has been strategic. Certainly not a Kyrie Irving, Isaiah Thomas trade coming at an absolute dead time. I think I, I tweeted the other day, if you would ask me, pick the safest day in the NBA to take vacation of the entire year. I probably would have got, I don't know, August 22nd, you know, because nothing ever, ever used to happen at this time. But now, 
you know, there's always interest. There's always something going on. We, you know, a lot of us in the league get uptight that the schedule gets released so late, but that became another three or four days of the news cycle. Now, that's a thing. As late as the schedule releases, you do that the second week of August, and that becomes a whole a whole thing in and of itself. So, you know, part of it is strategic, and part of it is just, you know, feed people the, the content that they want, and, you know, people want it when they want it, and that's what sports media is now. <laughs> do you have a favorite New Heisel song? <laughs> yes, the next one. <laughs> Sean, thanks for the time this morning. We appreciate it. You got it, guys. <laughs> Sean Grandy, play-by-play voice of the Boston Celtics. That's a quick answer there. That's good for him, huh? Yeah. Good one. I remember talking to somebody recently. Maybe it was Adam Kaufman up at 98.5, the sports hub, about the rankings of team interest in in Boston and and where it lies and and because you could go any way. Think about it. the Celtics and their history, the Red Sox, the Patriots, of course the Bruins are going to be fourth, but he said it was no doubt the Patriots. Like the Patriots are still dominating in the championships and Brady's still there, but those other two teams, I mean, how exciting is that? If you're a fan of all four of those teams, you got three teams, Red Sox back at it the Patriots, another Super Bowl and the roster that they built, and now you got Kyrie Irving on the Celtics a year after having that one seed. Yeah, you changed the whole team, but wow. still. I mean, what, what, does, the, that, what, what does that feel like? What are the Bruins doing? Uh, I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, No idea. Well, three out of four, you'll take it, right? Yeah. Oh. I, I, yeah, the, I, was, I knew Bruins hockey when I was in Pittsburgh because I had to because they were pretty good the same time the Penguins were good. Yeah. And I, but ever since I left... Tuka Rask. That was it. Yeah, yeah, Tuka Rask, man. Good job. Good Hell for you. yeah. What do you mean? Anything else? You got any, another one? Uh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Bobby Orr. <laughs> still playing, right? It's a long time ago, He's though. still playing. Oh, no, oh, no, he's no. coming out of retirement. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a big story. I wonder yeah. if Bogus is going to have that in his next he should. update. <laughs> Hope yeah. I didn't preempt him. Yeah, I wonder if... It, uh, Sean Grandy was talking about a, a tall dude, Chara, Zdeno Chara. Yeah, yeah, big old. What are you about seven footer? Well, yeah. like uh, eight feet on skates. They yeah. say. Damn, yeah. big old dog. Yep, mm-hmm. Zdeno Chara. Uh, but we were talking about Brian Windhorst and him yeah. being on vacation. The guy who's covered the Cavs or LeBron his whole life, and Sean Grandy saying, you know, the best time to take vacation in the NBA is right around now. And Windhorse does that, and the, and the trade happens. I wonder if he was totally annoyed that he wasn't around for that or just didn't care. I would hope that he wouldn't care. Just say, whatever. I'm in Rome. <laughs> Nobody's going to care about this. Right. But I, I, I bet you he might be the type of guy that's wired that it would drive him nuts that he wasn't around to report on this and give his analysis of it. But I really hope he's in a decent place mentally where it's not driving him crazy as he's having a, a vacation with his wife in Italy. So Brian's on to Twitter right now and he's fighting with people. So if you want to do that, go to <laughs> at Jones and Famo. There's nothing I can say to get his attention back. So I that will, is so untrue. I will stop. There is something you could say. <laughs> Which is, uh, oh, what? Hmm. I can't give you a hint. Bribery. Oh, is that what it is? Those are some great lyrics he wrote yeah. for me. For that one, that, those were damn good. He's an excellent writer. 
Rick uh, Neuheim. Yes, I give him credit. The games are too important. The intensity could make one quiver. Quiver. I like that. Quiver. Make you quiver. Me make quiver. your liver quiver. Make me shiver. Make you shiver too. <laughs> Don't I go on to say that? Yeah, probably. What, is, what did that rhyme quiver with? Not- quiver. <laughs> Yes. What was the next line? I don't know. There's, there's only a couple. I don't think it was. Uh, I was no. That was paying shiver for me. I don't think it was that. Come listen to the whole <laughs> <song>. Yeah. <laughs> well, didn't you do that? Didn't that? That was mine. Just... Yeah, that was Reverend Jones. No, I'm saying the made a shiver call. Didn't you do that? You oh, said I that. did. Yes, yeah. on 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 the show. Yeah, yeah, we got shiver into the the show. Yeah, and Zucker yeah. like pooped himself. Yeah, he, when you when you did that, <laughs> he was like, "Whoa!" Tell me what shiver is again. Uh, their fan base is going to be sitting shiver. Oh boy! Yeah. Well, uh, if there's anger, then it's a rivalry, and the Gators have been insulted that the Vols were the preseason pick in the East. That's right. They're oh fans. boy! Wow! Yeah. <laughs> Because Zucker was in his like straight serious broadcast, <laughs> you know. Oh boy! Wow. Okay. Well, their fan base is going to be sitting shiver. Oh boy! Yeah. Well, tell me again what shiver means. When uh, someone of the Jewish faith right? passes away, oh, yeah. you go and you pay a yeah. shiva call, pay a shiva, like going to, to the wake to the family, and yeah. you sit there and and mourn with gotcha. them. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm with you, homeboy. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. I just need a refresher course. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing that it's uh, not even a year later. You don't remember a damn thing mm-hmm. about that whole that whole deal. <laughs> what you want me to do, man? I'm trying. Quiver, quiver. I remember certain things. Shiva. Those are the only two things. What else? Liver. <laughs> That's those are the only things that rhyme. Shiver, quiver. Hmm. That's liver. about it. Yeah. River. River. He got river, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's his family feud. Twitter. <laughs> we polled 100 people. <laughs> Names. Something that rhymes with liver. <laughs> Twiver. <laughs> Liquor. <laughs> that doesn't work. No, no, no. You need the V. All right. <laughs> we'll get bogus in here. I'll tell you about Bobby Orr coming out of retirement. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Heard of Foo Fighters. Who was the other one? Liam. Liam Gallagher of that band Oasis. Oasis. Queens of the Stone Age. No. Have you ever heard of So Much More? No. That's a group to Oasis. No. (laughs) You did one right over your head. And so much more. No. Hello. <laughs> and I said, have you heard of the band so much more? And you went, no. I heard you. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> no, what, what did they do? Was it rock, uh, rock of music? Uh, I was a little worried about you. Why? The way you were throwing the football before you started. So what? Put, it was, in a room, just got all these impediments? It was bad, though. I mean, it was, yeah, you were, you were T-Rexing it. So? And it was it was coming out like a knuckleball. So it just it just didn't. Uh, you're a full NFL player. Got to be able to throw a football better than defense, that. Defense, Greg. And? Still doesn't Tackle matter. The football and throw it. And your line out there was your lack of athleticism <laughs> yeah. right now is alarming. It so is. do not try to take I his don't side know why. now. I have nothing to prove anymore. To it's anyone. not it's not to prove anything. Well, it's apparently, just it is saving your, your criticism. Well, I mean, it's, what? It, it just wasn't a, a great look for you out there. That's all. You have Sean Sean Marash is mocking you 
because he can throw eight hundred pounds of chewed bubble gum. Yeah, <laughs> the producer of the DA show. <laughs> yeah, he's mocking you because I mean he looks. He's like, not eight hundred pounds. I mean, okay, four hundred pounds of chewed bubble gum. I'm so I can handle it. I mean, it was an ugly throw, and I'm cool with it. He looked like Dan Fouts compared to you throwing the ball. Great. Good for him. Wow. You don't care about that? No. Plus, you couldn't chase me down, which well, goes back to that one to, career sack. I wasn't going to try to chase you too hard. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll catch you eventually. You're no, so like reconstructed and tight nowadays that you prance. You don't run when you start. <laughs> well, I have on jeans. <laughs> And, 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 and your and, non-running and, sandals. And, and, and the last time I... Uh, uh, who's the last person I chased? Mikey B? Yeah. I think it was Mikey B, yeah, with the spool. And I probably shouldn't be running because I chased that other sorry producer I had. Uh, Adam... What's his last name? <laughs> <laughs> Does it matter at this point? <laughs> his last yeah, name was Noodles. I just forgot... Yeah, I forgot his last name. Yeah. Gracia. Gracia, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So we had a fast forward two years now. Who's that guy host that show with? <laughs> 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 yeah, John no. and Ricky Henderson. Who's that guy? Was it? I play with a, I play with a guy who wore his Gronk. That's who it was. <laughs> I did a show with Rob Gronkowski. How did he get all that time off? Was he still playing? Damn. <laughs> anyway, so, how's that yeah. brisket, man? Oh, it was unbelievable. It was so good. Brian brought me brisket. Well, we got to go to the, the, the original store. Yeah. Gave, I, we had to swap meat yesterday. Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. It was, I'm still not right from that whole experience. <laughs> so, Brian, he gives brisket to Steven Espinosa that he got from Texas, his buddy who smoked it for a day and a half, whatever it was. <laughs> so, Espinosa offered us tickets to Mayweather McGregor because of this brisket. 15 pounds of it that Brian gave to Steven Espinosa, the head of Showtime Sports. So Brian had more brisket, and he was nice enough to bring me brisket. Mm-hmm. So he, he brings me this bag of frozen meat. It's just is a ton of frozen meat. <laughs> he plops it down in front of me in the plastic bag. I'm like, oh, thank you. He's like, oh, it's a lot of meat. So I call my wife. I said, we'll have brisket tonight. Don't worry about anything. I call my parents who live a couple miles down the road, bring some brisket home. So my mom comes over, Gina, my wife, is there. I go and get the bag out of the refrigerator. I said, now, Brian told me that we can't cook this for very long. (laughs) This is going to turn into leather. We can't cook it, all right? So you got to just warm it up just a couple minutes, and it'll be fine. So as I'm saying this, I open up the bag. I look inside, (laughs) and it's sliced up already, which is odd. There's bones in there, which is odd. And the oddest thing about this brisket that he gave me is that it's raw. So, to my credit, you should really give me some props on this. Yeah. I defended you. I said, listen, if there's one thing Brian knows, it's meat. We're not supposed to cook this for very long. This is what he said. He said, just a couple of minutes or you're going to screw it up. So it's brisket. It, maybe they do it differently in Texas. My wife goes, no, it's raw meat. What are you, nuts? You can't eat this. You're going to die. I'm like, all right, fine. But you're going to screw up this great meat from Texas, and I don't want to know anything about it. So then I'm looking more, and I'm like, damn. I'm looking. I'm Googling pictures of brisket. I'm like, I'm Googling Texas-style brisket. So... I was like, this is not right. So finally, I take a picture of this meat in this bag, 
and I send it to Brian and with the caption, are you sure I'm not <laughs> supposed to cook this? <laughs> and the phone rings immediately. And on the other end of here, <laughs> because it's, it's interesting, all the, the timing of this, because I just noticed I went into the freezer. I was like, where did this brisket come from? It's an extra piece of brisket. Where did this come from? I was like, oh, I gave him the wrong bag. Yes. And prior to going to Austin last week, I uh, marinated those short ribs that I inadvertently handed to you. <laughs> and then I, fr- I, I, I put them in the, the freezer. Right. Uncooked. Yeah. And so I thought I was grabbing the short ribs. <laughs> I mean, the, the brisket, the other half of the brisket, I was grabbing the short ribs, and that's what I handed you. And I was and I was about to call you uh, once uh, I noticed that, and then my phone rang, and then I got your text. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. was <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, I gave you the wrong bag. All right, but you got the, you got the right meat yesterday. I did, and it was, oh, it was unbelievable. I turned into such like a caveman carnivore when I started eating that. Yeah. <laughs> Ripping it apart. I've been eating brisket the last three days. Wow. Well, no, I'm, good I'm, it is. I mean, there's a lot of it, too. Yeah, That's I'm good. probably, I'm gonna, definitely going to eat it again tonight. Good and then stuff. probably again for And you didn't cook it long. No, no. It yeah. just warmed up for like yep. five minutes, really. It's all, it's all it took yep. in, in the oven. Don't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> you, hey, uh, you want something to drink, Greg? No. <laughs> Do I look thirsty? <laughs> ripped my shirt off and <laughs> the dog like runs into its crate. What? Brisket will do that. Gene opened the door, got an old fours, and just started. <laughs> that's that's how I do what I got. Oh wow! All right. Uh, anyway, I'm glad we got the meat straight now. That's right. Good meat. Good stuff. All right. Yeah, good for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you... <laughs> Don't you, start you, because... No, he's never invited anything anyway. He stood me up. I had oh, it all laid out for him. I had it all... Lie. I even put sent a picture out to the world showing you how I was going to shower you with hospitality. <laughs> for a second. I was going <laughs> to... Show the world I was going to shower you. <laughs> I had it all Here's laid your out. And your... <laughs> Everything. Yeah, and then bogish too when we're talking about tickets to the fight. Yeah, and how you had two that you had to turn down, unfortunately, because of the TV show that you're doing. I'm like, well, we can email the guy and we can figure this out and say it's for you. Yep. Bogish is looking at flights. Yep. He's like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. This would be cool. And then I I text him like, you serious? You want to try to get this done? He goes, no, I'm not that interested. In the there, that's him. And then you give him something. You should have done it in the. You should have had me book my flight in that moment on Monday morning. Okay. And then you try Next to. Time I know. You, you try to share something with him. Where does this come from? Yeah, it's true. He did do that. Yeah, well, did. yeah, you gave him a gift, and he a thought gift. it fell off the back of a truck. Yeah. But a, I like was a kidding, thief. and B, I have worn those socks. Somebody else carries them in his bag. No, I, I finally I wear got them out. No, I wear. But he now, didn't question where they came from. Right. Yeah. It's not like we were sitting in the barbershop and. Five Finger Eddie comes in there, like or Freddie, whatever his name is, comes in there and look. What you need? A brush? You need, He's got you, one of those jackets need, with all. The- you need a long clock. <laughs> <laughs> what you? Hey, I got a Benz outside. Is it five Finger Eddie? Is that Five Finger Freddie? Whatever. His name is. Why? But why would you be called Five Finger? Because everybody's got five fingers. Oh, on five Finger hand. Discount. I've heard oh, that. I've heard that. Yeah, but Five Finger Eddie. I don't know. You just go with Five Finger Discount. Yeah, thank you. Wow. Where'd the brisket come from? 
<laughs> five give figure it a, Danny. Give, give, it a, give, it a, give it a football. <laughs> there you go. You wanted to see a spiral, right? <laughs> Don't you have an update or something to do? I do. What time is five it? It's 8.30. finger Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie. Uh, Fre- you said Eddie. Uh, and I tried to correct it. <laughs> Freddie. It's not see. a real person. <laughs> He doesn't have a website. So much more. <laughs> it's, a, it's like an animal robot, apparently. Five finger oh, Freddy. MLB umpire. <laughs> you should see this. It's really weird. Hold on. It's, of course it's not. Stuff? Well, you said it. Well, you have to look for it. Yeah, here we go. This is, this is five finger Freddy. <laughs> yeah, that's what he looked like coming in the barbershop. Said Barry Barbershop right there. <laughs> Bizarre. <laughs> Showing results for Five Finger Freddy. All right, Bogish, what do you got for us? Guys, it had never happened before in baseball history. A home run to end a no-hitter in extra innings. Josh Harrison did it last night in Pittsburgh. Stunning lefty Rich Hill and the Dodgers with a ball that Curtis Granderson almost brought back over the left field fence. I hit it, and I knew I didn't get it all, but I knew I got enough. But I knew it was a ball that Granderson could kind of get to. And, uh... I was just hoping he didn't rob it. He didn't, so Hill made the wrong history. Apparently the first pitcher in at least 100 years to lose despite zero or one hit allowed, no walks over nine or more innings. Harrison's homer, not the only game-ender last night. Tim Anderson's RBI single got the White Sox past the Twins 4-3, and Eric Hosmer's three-run shot sent the Royals to a 6-4 decision over the Rockies. Colorado closer Greg Holland has allowed 12 runs over his last six appearances. They don't pay me to get close to getting the job done, so uh, I've got to make better pitches um, and get ahead and and execute more quality pitches, which I haven't done in the last couple weeks. Colorado remains a half game behind Arizona atop the NL wildcard standings. The D-backs 4-2 losers at the Mets. The Rangers are two games behind the Twins for the second AL wildcard after a 7-5 win in 10 at Anaheim. Boston down Cleveland 6-1. The Yankees stumped the Tigers 10-2. And the Jays went deep six times to win in Tampa Bay 7-6. Chad Henney starts tonight for the Jaguars against the Panthers. Blake Bortles will also get snaps under center with the first-team offense. Head coach Doug Marone will address his QB situation post-game. And while it wasn't exactly Harden versus Westbrook, the Big Three has ended its MVP debate. Rashard Lewis of the Three-Headed Monsters is your inaugural winner. Rick Mahorn is the coach of the year. And the fourth man of the year in the Big Three is Al Thornton. Oh, wow. Season's great. over already? Well, uh, playoffs. Championship mm. is on Saturday in Vegas at the MGM Grand. No way. So I could go if I wanted to. Yeah, I could see that championship in person. Yeah. yeah right before the fight. Oh, now I'm in. <laughs> yes. Thomas and Mac are MGM. <laughs> <laughs> this... Why is that funny? Because that's not how you say Thomas. What did I say? Thomas. Yeah. Thomas and Mac are MGM. That's the way you pronounce Thomas oddly to us, uh, to our Thomas? Eastern ear. Thomas? Yeah. Thomas. Thomas, 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 this story is just sick. In the Youngwood borough of Pennsylvania, a grandmother was beaten and had her head shaved after an argument over the volume of the Steelers game. What? Dolores Amarino, 40 years old, and her daughter, Sarah Amarino, 17 year old, 
who live in the same home as the grandmother were arraigned on Wednesday. They're charged with aggravated assault, criminal conspiracy, strangulation, terroristic threats, false imprisonment, simple assault, harassment, and criminal mischief. An impromptu haircut as well. (laughs) According to the affidavit, the victim was unhappy with the volume on the TV after the defendants turned the volume down. So she locked herself in the bedroom and turned the radio on to listen to the game. The altercation started. They were all watching the game. She had some hearing difficulties. The other two were turning the game down. So in her frustration, she went into the bedroom. The defendants broke the door open. The teenager hit the grandmother Uh. in the face with a red metal broom. Oh, man. The abuse continued. She was hit with the broom in the back of the head and chest. And then the granddaughter started shaving her head, also using scissors, and then choked her. What? Isn't that the sickest thing? Over what? They they must these two must have been on some sort of drugs or something, right? Like meth had to be a part of this. Meth had to be at this party. You know, she wants she wants to listen to the game, and all of a sudden you start shaving your grandma's head. Too loud. Too loud. Bill Hillgrove and Tunch Ilkin on the radio broadcast. (laughs) Drove you so crazy, I had to shave your grandma's head? Sick people! I mean, if this is true, of course. That is nuts. I was just watching the the little video of the report from from, uh, CBS out there in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. And they show, like, the hair on the ground and everything. What a bizarre situation! (laughs) This has got to be the weirdest story I've ever heard. That is crazy. Now, there was one about uh, a guy <laughs> in Turn it down. Upset. His son asked him about a new car after the Alabama-Auburn game. He shot the son. Yeah, it was I, too soon. I remember that yeah. one, too, yeah. It, the crazy stuff. <laughs> and, and we're saying the players don't need to they, – they give that, what, two-minute cool-down period yeah. <laughs> after a game? Maybe we should extend that. Wow. That is nuts. That Amarino house is mm. – Something else, yeah. huh? Yeah. <laughs> the, the apple didn't fall too far from the tree. Uh, guess not. That is crazy. All right, coming up next, we're doing a big CBS digital photo shoot after the show. we got to oh. figure out our answers. we got to make sure we don't say the same things. All right? Me and you. Oh, really? Yeah, so we got a list of questions, NFL questions. Oh, okay. We're going to answer those questions we'll for you. answer them now? Uh, next, because we got to take a, a break for the commercials. And, and so much more? And so much more right after this. It's the show that Ray Lewis blocked on Twitter. Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. So we're doing this CBS digital shoot for the NFL season coming up after the show. And we got some questions here, so we might as well talk it out. Why not? Why huh? not? So they want to know some cliche questions. They want the answers to some cliche questions. The first, which teams will play in the Super Bowl? Hell, I don't know. I know. That should be the answer. I'm going to say as long – I'll give you an answer as long as you don't use this against me in February and bring right. it back. Like, yeah. look at this moron. Uh, who do you think? I know who I think. I mean, you can't not say the Patriots, right? Right. So I'm going to have to do that. And then that team out of the NFC, man, I tell you, is that going to be a tough one. Who are your two choices? I will say 
It's either going to be a rematch mm-hmm. or it's going to be the Packers. So it's either going to be the Falcons or the Packers. Those are my two choices. Giants. The New York Giants. Back against the Patriots again? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, third mm-hmm. time. I don't know who else to to lean on the AFC. Maybe, you know, I, I like the Texans and their defense. They got, and that's one of the questions coming up, too. Best defense, yeah. most prolific defense. Yeah, or, that was always going to be my answer. Texans? I got to go, go with a different one now. Well, you can say the same thing. No, I can't. We can't Why be that. We can't be in lockstep with this. Well, got to give them variety. Got well, to give them variety. Maybe I'll just choose the worst defense in the league. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just do that. All right. All right, next one. Which team will have the most surprising season, good or bad? Hmm. Good or bad? Surprising. I'm going to say the Dallas Cowboys bad. Hmm. I'm not, I'm. I'm kind of with you because I'm not sold on that D. You can't be with me on this one too. I'm no. I'm going to pick another one, but I'm I'm with you because I'm a little worried about the defense. But Rob they, Marinelli, he's they don't put good. two years together. Yeah. Either. Yeah. Seems. Um. Like. Uh, how about? I'm glad we're doing this now because mm-hmm. if this was you during this video shoot, and I go after you, it'd take a long damn time. Yeah, uh, the Bengals, good the or Bengals bad, would be good. I think they're going to be good. Yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, and why is that? As much controversy surrounding Joe Mixon, I think he's going to bring. Some much-needed excitement to that offense. A.J. Green can stay healthy. Uh, that helps. And I want this number one pick, John Ross, at wide receiver, to, to help take some of the eyeballs off of A.J. Green. That's going to help. And, and remember last year, the tight end position, uh, what's his name, Eifert? He was banged up seemed like the entire year. He was, so, yeah. So I think they have more firepower, especially with Ross and uh, Mixon. Yeah, I think Mixon's going to play well, too. I brought that up to David Deal. I think that Mixon, Deshaun Watson, those are two rookies to keep an eye on this year. Kareem Hunt of the Kansas City Chiefs, I think, could be Mm -hmm. a big one. Uh, All right. Rule changes. Better for the game? TD celebrations, OT time change. Ah. 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 Celebrations. Who cares? Because you know some people are going to get flagged. They're going to cross the line. So we're going to be waiting now to see how creative these guys can get, right? Yeah. Uh, which team will have the most formidable defense? We're both saying the Houston Texans. You need to say something different. I said it first. All right. I will pick the Broncos' defense still as good as it was. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of teams you think of right off the bat that have a great defense in the NFL. I want to believe in the Dolphins for some reason. They, yeah. I can't eh, do that. Don't do it. The Seahawks defense is falling off. Oh, they'll be good. They'll be fine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't love any defenses outside we of the Broncos the and the Texans. Yeah. You know, I liked the Chiefs defense last year, but I don't love them this year. Yeah, I'm going to have to say that. The Ravens defense is still pretty damn good. Throw that one in there, maybe. I might have to say Texans. All right, team of the most prolific offense. Patriots, Patriots will be up there. Patriots will be there. Falcons will be there. Uh, hmm. Are you a believer in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense? No. Okay. I, I believe in them not 
to the extent where they'll be one of the more prolific offenses. Green Bay Packers. Yes, definitely. New Orleans Saints. That's, that's going to be my pick, Green okay. Bay probably. New Orleans Saints? Mm. No. No, they can chunk it, but I'm going with Green Bay. Okay. Maybe. I may throw you off my scent with that one. Huh? Oakland Raiders are pretty impressive last they year. They are. Yeah. Throw them in I, there? I throw them in there. All right. And which I can't believe when you say Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's true. With Martavis Bryant yeah, back? Yeah, that's a good one. I'm taking Pittsburgh. Okay, go ahead. Take them. You going to take the Patriots? I don't know. We'll see. Probably. <laughs> Why not? It's too I'm easy. For, I'm going to forget all this. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. To... <laughs> <laughs> Most prolific of Look at Cleveland Brown. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, which city stadium team has the best tailgating and or fan atmosphere? Say that again. <laughs> Pete was talking to me. Sorry. Which city stadium team has the best tailgating and or fan atmosphere? Oh, man. I don't know. I never got to tailgate. <clears throat> Hell, I don't know. This will be your answer. I'm going to say Buffalo because I feel like every... Oh, they're crazy. Yeah, something yeah. happens up there and ends up on dead spin the next they're day. They're making whoopee, then they throw away the utensils afterwards, throw them on the field. Yeah, but that's not something I want to be there for. I just want right. to see the videos of it. I'm yep. not interested in it being two degrees and drunk people jumping on tables. <laughs> and that too. I don't want to see that either. That happens. All right, you going to pick one? Pick what? It's, um, I, you can't say Buffalo. We're, we're trying All right, to... you said Buffalo. I'm going to say, I would say Raiders, but hell, you could get shanked. Uh, hmm. Let's see. Kansas City. About you know, the Chiefs. Okay. You know, they were, uh, by some metric, some guy at the university said they're the worst fan base. They said that Kansas City did. Yeah. I know. It's interesting. What about the Browns? Browns yeah, is not a bad one. Probably, yeah. That's probably that is a good one. Yeah. Browns. Because I feel like even when they're bad, they have the big, yeah. it's a big event. They tailgate. And if I've gone to Ohio State, Buckeyes tailgating, whew, that was incredible. Now, I understand they've, it's a little, they've turned it down a notch. Oh, have they? Been forced a little bit to turn it down a notch. But when I went, oh, my goodness. Wow. That was one of the best tailgates. No. Not one of the best, the, the best tailgate I've ever gone to. You know ever, might, ever. You know what I might do? Ohio is, State. Tiny gate. Yeah. Uh, you know, you said you never tailgated, and you just told me about your favorite tailgate. No, I, we were talking NFL. Oh, okay. That's college. I got you. you you with me now? Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, you know what I might give is my surprise team, too, for good? The Rams. Okay. I might give you that. Aaron Donald's not there, though. He'll be there. You think? He'll be there. Okay. I might give you that one. Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. Or, right. you know what? Say Chargers for Anthony Lynn. No, no. I can't just be a homer now. Why not? Who cares? Because not everybody knows I'm feeling Cincinnati, this thing. man. Feeling Cincy. Cincinnati. Boring. Never do anything in the playoffs. Okay. Thanks. We get too. all of them? We're good? I think so. All Let's right. say throw one at us. All right. Hurry up with your answers, will you? Because I go after I'm going to try. Thanks to Sean Grandy, Jamie Eisenberg, Ben, Pete, Bogish, Jockalone. We will talk to you tomorrow. Gio and Jones right here on CBS Sports Radio. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.